You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson with NRM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah at gmail.com, and I will answer as many as I can. You know, all I know is, looking at some of the numbers, we are exploding. We are everywhere. Um, they're supposed to be giving me an updated printout, but I'm telling you, we are all over the world. We are in countries. I didn't know that people would even listen to someone like me, but I'm telling you, everywhere. We are just, we are just rocking it. Um, had a great show last week. Um, I'm sure it's going to come on, on a, with, uh, with uh, Gerald uh, Valley. We'll have a good time with that. You'll see, actually, I was interviewed, and I don't know how he did it, but he got lots of stories about me. So I think that comes up on NRM Streamcast later today. Give it a give it a check. Let me know how you like it, and maybe I'll even rebroadcast it uh, maybe in a couple weeks from now. So again, lots of good things happening. The weather is you know sort of in between freezing cold in the morning, warming up as the day goes on. So it's almost like we're we're getting out of the what should be winter, but it almost feels like we're getting ready for spring. But uh, we'll see. We'll see where life takes us. There is no snow on the ground, but I got my snowmobiling done, like I told you, at least my ATVing. But let's dive in to this week's Torah portion. So last week, the Jewish people went to Mount Sinai. They received the Torah. They got the Ten Commandments. And interesting enough, we now have an entire Torah portion of laws. And it's... But it's not the spiritual laws. Yeah, there's going to be some spiritual laws there too. But the bulk of the laws in this week's Torah portion are basic human law. Just how to live with each other. And the, the law I wanted to focus on for this week is stealing. Stealing, robbery, thieves. The, the gamut, there's different words in English. In Hebrew, there's two basic words. One is called a ganav, one is called a gazlon. And we're going to talk about the differences and why, why it's so important that this is what the, the, really the first Torah portion, after the Ten Commandments, decides to talk about. Again, like, think about it for a second. The Jewish people have just had the revelation at Sinai, and they've seen God, and the fire, and the smoke, and the thunder, and the trembling, and, and the Jewish people had God talk to them, and they couldn't handle it, and they said, Moses, you talk to us. So you figure, so God's going to give us his rules and regulation book, and there's going to be all kinds of spiritual stuff, and, and temple stuff, and, and prayer stuff, and study stuff, and instead... There's a long list of how we have to act as a society, which tells you, which is, which, which is important because it's telling us that God cares very much how we live as a society. We, we are not hiding. We are out there in the world. And how God wants the world 
to to survive and how he wants the world to live and how we're supposed to live with each other and what's important and what's not important. So let's let, let's talk about it. So first of all, um, when I say the word stealing, what comes to mind? Okay, I gave you enough time to think about it. Obviously, um, a pickpocket, shoplifting, um, stealing a car, going into a bank, breaking into somebody's house. Um, but really, the list is is much longer if we think about it. Um, what about if uh, early in the morning, as happened to me once, and I hope my neighbor's not listening, or if he is listening, he'll, I already warned him. Um, what if you feel like getting up at uh, 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning and you want to mow your lawn? Because it's convenient. It's not so hot. Well, again, you're not mowing your lawn today. But in the summer, you want to mow your lawn. It's 5, 30 in the morning. You woke up. You got a busy day, places to go, things to do with the kids. Get to mow the lawn. So you're out there 5, 30 in the morning, and you're making a racket, and you wake up the neighbors. Is that stealing? Uh, the answer is yeah. You, 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 you stole his sleep. And that you can't even pay back. How am I supposed to give you back sleep? Right? That's a sensitivity, but that qualifies, believe it or not, as stealing. What about, now these are a little bit easier, what about quality? You come into my store, you ask me for a certain level of quality. Whether I switch the material on you, whether I pretend that it's a better quality than it really is, is that stealing? I mean, certainly they switch materials on you. But what about if I tell you I'm selling you an A quality and it's B quality? That should be stealing. What about, and this one might be easier, what about if I, you know, you go into any, any butcher where they have to weigh stuff, right? He's got, a, he's got his scales there and you go into the gas station, they have those punch things out to show you that they've checked the scales and the weights and, the, and how much uh, gas is actually coming out, right? So if I think I'm buying a pound but he really gave me 0.999. Is that stealing? I think that is stealing. One more, and then we'll, we'll get into what I really wanted to talk about. What about if I, now this is, this is a very, it's interesting. The Torah is just going to say laws you can't steal. Without the oral law, you are really clueless how far and what qualifies even for something as simple as stealing. There's many, many pages in the Talmud that discusses what is called stealing. So let's say, and this happened to me, I was in Israel, I was up north, and there was an artist who had a store with all kinds of paintings, and he asked us to come in. Now, I knew my financial situation. I was not buying a painting, it was not happening. And even if I was buying a painting, I wasn't looking to buy from him. So I said, you know, thank you for offering, but I can't buy a painting. So he said, I didn't ask you to buy a painting. I would just like to discuss my paintings. And he was a Kabbalist and numbers and letters, very cool stuff. Um, and he, we had a good time talking with him. But I was very clear when I walked into his store, I am not buying. What's the problem? Because, and this actually happens nowadays, now that I thought about it, happens a lot. And it's terrible. Um, for example, I happen to like to practice archery. I like archery. Just me and the, my bow and arrow and my target. And so the owner there told me, he said, name is Jim. He says, you know, it's really a problem. People come into the store and, you know, we service them and we help them. And we show them different styles and things that are good for them. And then they pull out their phone and they go on to Google 
and they say, I can get this $10 cheaper. So you came into my store, you asked for my expertise, which I gave you half an hour or an hour's worth, and then you could turn around and you could get it $10 cheaper. Of course you can get it $10 or $20 cheaper uh, uh, you know, online because online is not, you're not paying for anybody's service. So that's called Genevas Das. Meaning you walked into the store, you had no intention of buying, but you act as if you're buying. So you're, you're going to use the services, you're going to use the knowledge of the owners, and then you're going to turn around and spend elsewhere. That actually is another type of stealing. And that, unfortunately, is something very, very common nowadays because, yeah, I can go online and find it cheaper. And you can't even argue with the person in the store. I asked him, I said, why can't you say something? He said, nowadays, as soon as you say something, they go online and they write a bad uh, report about your service, your customer service, you're not a nice person, and now, then you're finished. Then everybody looks at your, at your ratings and you really have problems. So it's like a no-win. But the Torah knew this idea thousands of years ago. There's something called, uh, it, again, the Hebrew is genevas das, means just stealing my thought. In other words, you led me to believe one thing, and you did it on purpose, and then you took advantage. All these things go into stealing. Actually, my, my daughter-in-law asked me the other day, um, she's looking for a, a diamond ring, uh, one of those, uh, I don't know, has diamonds all around it, whatever you call those rings. And uh, she had really a place she was going to order from, but she wanted to see some stars where she was. And uh, But she felt, you know, I'm going to take advantage, I'm going to look at your rings, and I have no intention of buying. So we told her, we said, look, go in and tell the store, the store owner, really I have a relative that sells diamonds, and I'm not looking to buy from you, I'm looking for ideas. Do you mind if I look? So now most sto- storekeepers don't mind because what happens is if I can show you something for a price that you can't get, you'll buy from me. And sure enough, that's what happened. Her relative couldn't find what she liked. She found what she loved, and she bought it in that store. That's fine. That's not Gedeva's Das because, because you told the person up front what's happening. Now you, the storekeeper, can choose do you want to service me or not because maybe you'll get the sale. That's your choice. Okay. Now let's get into this Ganev and Goslin business. So a Ganev is a thief that steals like by night. He'll, he'll break in when nobody's looking. He'll sneak in when nobody's home. He's, he's called a Ganev. He's a thief. Then you have your Goslin. A Goslin is a brazen person that has no problem walking down the street, pushing you out of the way, taking what he wants, and walking on. That happens to be a very fascinating difference in law. Now, if you steal, the law is you pay back. You stole, you pay what you stole. Very simple. A ganav, if we catch him, as it becomes to admit, so fine. So he paid back. But if we catch the ganav, he actually has to pay double. So, of course, the famous question is, um, why? Why is the guy who sneaks into my house in the middle of the night... The guy who uh, who's looking around to see if anybody notices, waiting until when I'm on vacation. Why is he going to pay more than a guy who's brazen? Now, it's debatable where the bank robber fits in. I just if you don't know, most people look at a bank robber as somebody who's open and brazen. He shouldn't have to pay double. Um, others say he's hiding behind his gun. So, uh, But in either case, 
um, there really is a major difference. And that is that if I'm brazen, if I'm open, if I'm out there, if I'm just walking down the street and I take whatever I want, so I'm not afraid of people. I'm not afraid of anybody. I, I don't care about God. I don't care about people. I have this issue. I steal. I take what doesn't belong to me. It's a problem. I, I understand it's a problem, but I'm not afraid of anybody. Such a person. So he's he, he he's doing something wrong. It's a sin. He's not allowed. It's an avayur, as we say. But, but that's really the beginning the end of it. Some people don't want to eat kosher, and some people don't want to keep Sabbath, and some people want to eat on, the, on Yom Kippur, and some people steal. It's another sin on the list. Fine. But then there's some people that they're not afraid of God. They're only afraid of people. That's a whole different problem. Now, it's, if I, I sin because I have to sin is one thing. But what if I... What if, it's people that I'm afraid of. What if my attitude is, I don't want this guy to catch me, but I'm not worried about God. That is a totally different attitude, and that really boils over to, to his whole life. His attitude is, I'm not worried about God. I'm only worried about people. So God has no meaning to you. If God has no meaning to you, so what are you doing exactly? That person is the Ganif. At night, he's worried about the person. He's looking over his shoulder. He's scoping out the place. He's going at night, going on vacation. Right, he's breaking in. That guy, we or girl for the matter, right? That person we have to worry about because that person is not worried about God at all. And if he's not worried about God at all, so now anything he does, you know, any Torah, any commands is really of no value because he does what people like him to do, but there's no relationship between him and God. And we want the relationship part of keeping the Torah is, or all of keeping the Torah, is for my relationship between me and God. And if I can steal when nobody's looking, and but God is looking, um, then I have a problem with my relationship with God, and I'm going to pay double. There's actually a famous story. There was a wagon driver, and he was giving a ride to a famous rabbi. He probably did not know that he was giving a ride to a famous rabbi, but he was giving a ride to a famous rabbi. So um, they pull up, and the wagon driver pulls up outside an orchard, and he tells the rabbi in the back that, um, look around, tell me if anybody's coming. Again, he doesn't know who's in the back. So he goes to, uh, to get some apples, and he's ready to pick some apples. He's got his bag, he's got to collect himself a bunch of apples, and all of a sudden the rabbi yells out, he's looking, he's looking! And the guy runs back into the carriage, gets in his horse, gives a whip, and... They rumble down the road, and he's looking around, and he says, there's nobody around. Why did you say he's looking? So the rabbi said, God is looking, right? God is watching you. Why aren't you afraid of God watching you? So, um, it, again, it's, there was a, the, the Talmud says when one of the great rabbis was about to pass away, so his students said to him, like, Rabbi, like, can you give us a last lesson that will, that will help us become great? So he says, yeah. Whatever you do, wherever you are, always imagine that there's a person watching you. He said, a person? Shouldn't we be worried about God watching us? So the rabbi said, of course you should. But some people don't relate so well to that. As long as you act as if there's a person always watching you, you have nothing to fear, you'll be fine. So um, with my little bit of time left, so I wanted to get to one more part of stealing which is really fascinating. Um, in the Wild West, um, if you were caught stealing sheep, 
stealing cows, um, they killed you. And the Torah also, interesting enough, is very, very particular. If you steal sheep and slaughter them or sell them, or if you steal cattle and you steal them and slaughter them, there's a much bigger punishment. As a matter of fact, if you steal sheep, you pay four times as much, right? The original plus four. And if you steal cows, you're going to pay five times more. So the first question is, what's the big deal? Like, why, why is this much worse? So one of the interesting answers is that... Um, that people leave, we're talking about society, we're talking about God helping society. He wants, he wants an honest society where people can live. So you leave your cattle grazing, you leave your sheep grazing. So that means that you have to trust society that nobody's going to come. You can't be everywhere in your field. You can't lock up your fields. So you always have to worry that someone's going to come and take your stuff. So for a society to, to survive, we you cannot steal people's cows or sheep. So therefore the punishment for stealing cows and sheep is much worse. The question is, so why do I pay more if I steal a cow than a sheep? And already my music is coming, just a quick answer. One of the answers is that uh, cows actually plow the field, so they have much more value than sheep, which you're just going ahead and you're, you're shearing them. A second reason is it's more embarrassing when you take the sheep, you have to carry it, the cow will follow along. But okay, I hope you liked it short and sweet. So, thank you to our wonderful fans and listeners. You know, I couldn't do it without you. Thank you to my wonderful production team. We have Kelsey, Angel, Andy, and, and Cole. I hope I've left you with some food for thought. Until next week, or until next show, I am Rabbi Tweet Jacobson. You've been listening to NRM Streamcast, and don't forget to think about it.